thank you so much for being on Boss Ladies. I'm so excited. No, Oliver, thank you so much for inviting me. This is a great, great opportunity. And it's amazing to be your first, not only, uh, you know, overall uh, for the year, but also for your YouTube too. This is Boss Ladies. Well, do you mind starting by just telling us a little bit about yourself and, you know, your career journey that led to your current role as CEO of Contently? Definitely. So um, I, you know, maybe have, you know, a pretty nice, you know, more traditional, but pretty nice success story because I did come from Hungary as an immigrant. So again, definitely, you know, coming into the, you know, to, to the American dream. I also was super interested in business. So the best place, of course, to, is to come to America and do that, right? Learn English, you know, get into business school, uh, which is exactly what I did. So I went also straight from college into my MBA. You know, there weren't a lot of women in MBA programs back then. So, so great, you know, to have that, you know, paved the way in that sense. And graduating with an MBA, which just gives such great foundation, again, in business. I know I wanted to run the world, but, you know, people always tell me, you know, small, you know, small steps. So, uh, you know, <laughs> done by one, one step at a time. So, you know, different industries I was able to work in from literally from sports to beauty to, you know, definitely getting to tech, uh, which is just a great, great move. So it kind of evolved overall, but definitely the different cross functions, the different industries, the different interesting sectors and learnings and opportunities is what got me to be able to, you know, land in the CEO role eventually. No, that's amazing. And honestly, I think you you will take over the world. I I have faith. (laughs) (laughs) small steps, like you said. So one of your many strengths that I have been fortunate enough to learn from firsthand, honestly, is, is your ability to advocate for yourself and to, to teach others to do the same. So, you know, I was hoping you could talk to us a little bit about every stage of advocating for oneself, you know, starting with a new job. And then once you get the job, so I guess let's start with, with getting a job, you know, what's the best approach to this, especially now? I mean, so many people are looking for jobs. Where can they start? Yeah. So I think you and I talked about this, which is, you know, part of, was part of the conversation initially a while back that it's actually not about a job, right? So advocate, you know, advocacy and really understanding yourself, really, you know, having that narrative, having that brand, right? That Olivia brand growth really comes from, right? I don't know if it's too corny, but it's that comes from that self-awareness, that discovery, right? Like what, what am I really about? What do I really love? Being a lot more purposeful in your approach, including career pathing, including a job search. So it's really starts with almost like a back to basics, right? Like what, what do you love? What, what do you value? What are you really interested in? What do you maybe hate, but has really good value in a business or in, you know, in art in the market? Maybe again, what are you want to get exposed, you know, exposed to again, like what are you interested in? So it really starts with that. Because only once you really understand and love yourself, then you can start to, again, unpack, have a bigger power, have a bigger impact and go out into the market. Fully understanding yourself, able to articulate that, that brand. Again, what, what do you bring to the table? What are your contributions? What is going to be your secret superpower that, again, you're able to replicate over and over successfully? And that, that narrative, again, needs to marinate. It comes across over time, right? It needs to be fluid. It does grow with you as you evolve as a human person, but also as a professional. And so it kind of starts there. Once you have that, I think then I would definitely encourage women, especially uh, a lot of us either shy away from it or we don't, you know, we don't have the time because everybody, everything else and everybody else is a priority. 
that networking is super critical, right? Building out that support system, that structure, knowing different leaders, different sectors. Uh, again, you get to learn so many insights. So networking is super critical, especially because also interestingly, less than, I think it's like less than 1% of people really know what they want to be when they grow up, right? Most people ask, do you, do you really want to get into accounting? Did you really want to be, you know, in advertising? Did you really want to be in SaaS? That's not a natural answer that you get from a 14 or 25 year old. So again, that self-discovery and that networking really pushes that boundary and pushes that knowledge of, again, what are you exposed to? What kind of innovations? What kind of leaders? What kind of companies and sectors? And sectors and industries for us, right, are like the e-commerce or tech uh, versus what, you know, verticals maybe. I definitely hear a lot of power women and, and women talk about, right, like maybe they are interested in sports or maybe they're interested in beauty, right, very specific verticals. Uh, again, what kind of roles and functions are there out there? Many people, again, are interested in role, like product, right? Uh, a lot of people want to be in it, but then they don't actually don't know what they, that means in the day-to-day. What is the tangible element of responsibility? So it's such a great way for networking to really get exposure, to really discuss, really learn, really, again, understand what are the cultural or you know core values of a business, of an organization. That may also make your, you know, your decision differently of how you think about your, again, networking and your career pathing in jobs, where will you fit in? Well, will you really thrive? You really need to have that understanding first before you can jump in. Yeah, it's so interesting because I just think about like, especially what you said before, like when I was growing up, I feel like every day I wanted to be something different. You know, I wanted to do <laughs> crisis PR and then I wanted to do this. And it really took time to sort of really figure out what actually I wanted to do. And actually starting this podcast helped that a lot because as I understood more about podcasting, I, I became obsessed with it. And you know, then I was able to start working in the podcasting space. So it's definitely sort of a, an important point, like you said, to really figure out what your narrative it is and what you're really interested in. I mean, like, you look, Olivia, definitely should consider yourself lucky because that kind of passion point, again, most people don't have, right? Like they have to find it. They have to search for it. They have to actively, again, participate and engage and lean in. And networking, I think it's also what definitely super critical to not forget, especially again, women, especially as we support each other, you know, advocate for each other, friends and allies of women also again, supporting and advocating for each other is that we also want to give back to the community, right? So it's not just a gimme, gimme, gimme. It is also a, what can you then, you know, what are you contributing back into that community and network um, that you already established or you're, you know, again, you're, you're building out because the end of the day, that part of those connections, introductions, that that's your support structure, right? That's who can teach you something. It can, you know, be helping the job search, or again, it helps you. It, it does, you know, there's peer mentoring and peer coaching that happens. There's just so many good stuff that comes out of networking that you can apply in the day to day. I actually remember a really powerful story you told me. And still to this day, I've gotten, I understand it now in a way I didn't before, but you were telling me about a job you had applied to. And you said that you were still in the application process, but you actually recommended your friend for the job. And I was like, why would you want to add more competition? And you're like, no, we're women. We need to help and support each other. And I think she could be really great for that role. And I thought that was really, really cool and powerful and, you know, something I want to get better at. No, yeah, I never get this right, but the, you know, the rides, uh, the tides raise all boats or, you know, the, we, you know, I'm sure we can look it up later, but um, that's, that's just, that's, you know, because if somebody else is better qualified or somebody has a better fit, like why not, right? It just opens up, you know, the opportunities you can pull, you know, pull that chair up to the table. There's a way to wrap our arms around others and again, really support and help each other. Absolutely. And so let's say you get the job, you're super excited. You're about to start. 
how do you make sure you're successful in the job? <laughs> Hot second step back. Uh, I think what's interesting is again, are you are you really you know as part of the networking? Like, did you have the right target list? Right? Like, are you looking at companies that where again where are you going to thrive? Especially again, is it a culture? Is it you know a diverse? Is it inclusive? Especially nowadays, right? It's definitely important and critical, but it's also available, right? There's definitely companies who are more you know more supportive, industries where there's more supportive. So it's great to be able to lean into those. But again, you're also welcome to be a pioneer and make your way, right? As a you know tech CEO, I'm probably you know one of the very very few female CEOs in the in the space. So you definitely can make the you know pave the way. But again, identifying the target list, what that you know what those companies are roles that you can you're just gonna do the best is the I think the very very you know uh, step right before. But the big one that I definitely recommend, and, and there's quite a few books out there. There's websites and and you know playbooks and frameworks around this. But your 306090, I think, is super critical. So a 306090 onboarding program effectively allows for a very strong onboarding. It allows for you setting the stage, you really thinking through, okay, again, here's what I was hired for, what makes sense. It also allows you to box it in. Uh, again, especially women, we, you know, right, like many women want to prove themselves, want to run so fast. But again, the foundations are so critical. Again, being on the same page is critical. Even setting and managing expectations, right? Like you're not going to be able to save the world in, you know, 90 days. Not likely. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter how amazing you are. Unless it's so you. It kind of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right, it kind of sets the, you know, gets, it anchors you. It sets, you know, on the same, you know, same page with your manager. I actually recommend doing the 3690 before you start. Like, let's say a couple of days before you start. Because it's a great reflection and, again, dialogue with your manager of like, no, nope, that's actually not as priority or something else is more priority. Or a meet and greet, you know, there's different allies and different advocates and different partners within that's maybe better to meet earlier than later. What kind of tools should you be, you know, learning to be able to really set yourself up to succeed? I want to pause for a second on the 30, 60, 90, just because I remember when I was starting my current job. You asked me if I had a 30, 60, 90, and I was like, no, no, I haven't, I haven't started yet. So my manager is going to give me that when I start, I assume. And you were like, you're going to let your manager determine where you're going to go and how you want to succeed and what you want to accomplish. And I was like, whoa, I never really thought about it that way. Right. Like I never, you reminded me that like I'm in the driver's seat and it's up to me to determine where I want to go and what I want to accomplish. So I think that's a really important point that I just wanted to call out again. <laughs> oh, good. You're so, yeah, absolutely. De- definitely. You have the nuance and the, exactly that drive, that lead that yes, it's in your control, right? Like you're, you know, this is your destiny. This is your homework. Um, yes, other, others can definitely, again, can, you know, provide, you know, rail, uh, rail guards or, you know, kind of give guidance, but it's that best that you're, you know, putting yourself out there, you're putting your, you know, best foot forward. And again, yes, definitely leading that, that partnership and conversation and the role itself. Uh, great, great. Uh, excellent point. A uh, little bit else around 306090, it helps, you know, navigate the culture, right? Navigate the organization. Again, who will matter? Who will be your, uh, you know, your partner in crime? Who will be your, right? Like who will be the peer sets? Uh, so building that out is almost more important at the beginning than, again, just very tactical, right? Elements of the job. That's also sets you up, you know, for future as well. And again, future roles as well. So that, that's, that is a lot. Yeah, that is a lot of the 3690. But there's, yeah, I mean, we can have hours and books on those for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So now you're in the job, you've been working on, you know, a cool project, let's say for a while, you're kind of in the swing of things. And you're thinking, 
it's time. I want to go to the next level. Like, what do you do? And I'm not even at the, prom- I want a promotion or a raise yeah. stage yet. You're just trying to like level up and really hone in on those skills. So you should be driving it. You should be saying like what that looks like, what that, what, what do you want? What are you interested in? What, yeah. What is the value that you can bring? Now, obviously, uh, or maybe not obviously, it is a very important piece to be really how we're self-reflective. Like what will help the business? What will help the team? What will help it grow? You have to be a, a value add, right, to the to the organization mm-hmm. at large. I think what's interesting for Level Up is so one of our you know power, one of our power women, Trisha Han, who's an amazing CEO, uh, she kind of taught me this like okay, th- think of like what will be the end game. Like again, I want to be a CEO. That's going to be maybe a couple of jobs ahead. If that's the end game, where do I? Where like what is that immediate you know inter- intermediate step that level where I need to get to? What are the skills that I need to round out to get to that in the future end game? And so she always write that, like, think of that and then back into what that level up could potentially look like. What would you need to round out, right, to get to that level? Uh, so I think that's such an interesting way uh, to look at it because it is, it's, it's a progression. It's the next, you know, next, you know, phase, next chapter. And understanding those tangible skills of actually what that makeup looks like uh, is very, you know, just critical. Leveling up means it's your homework. Like you have to do ga- game plan, right? And similarly, another power women, my current CRO, two Rodriguez always says, you know, uh, you don't you don't ask, you don't get, right? So make the ask. The level up is a perfect conversation again with mentors, with leaders, with managers in the organization to say, here's where I'm thinking about, here's where I'm trying to go. What will that take? What, can you support me? How would we? So it's a very much a partnership, and having that ally and advocacy on your side you can definitely can then you know can make it happen together. Yeah, absolutely. So then how do you approach those conversations? Like you you feel like you've put in the work and the time, you feel ready for that promotion or that raise, like where do you go? How do you approach it? And how do you make sure that, you know, back to the sort of theme of the episode that you really are advocating for yourself and getting what you deserve, right? <laughs> So I think, unfortunately, the answer is you have to have courageous conversations that actually make the ask, right? You have to put yourself out there. You have to be strong. You have to be confident. You have to be assertive. It doesn't necessarily have to come from you, but that support structure can come from peers, right? Can come from other, you know, female you know, mentors who can guide your way of like, hey, you actually should be talking to XYZ in the organization. Or again, you can ask, you know, to make the introduction or getting exposure, you know, to, to you know, new products or new, to new innovations or to different teams. So you do have to have the courageous time conversation and actually make that ask. So similarly, just like level up to your point, you know, promotion or raise. Again, yes, you, it, it is your career. It is your ambition. You, sometimes you're lucky and sometimes, you know, you have a manager and leader who will over lean and do it for you or really guide you along the way a lot, you know, closer and tighter. But effectively, it is your, you know, your game to, again, be the leader, be the, you know, be strong, put yourself out there, even if it's a vulnerable position, the worst case is a no, right? That is, that is the worst case. If somebody says, no, that opportunity is not available, or you're not there yet, or here's what that looks like, and you, at least you're giving, you know, you're getting signals and guidance of what that is. And what about, like, compensation? Like, how do you ask do you, do you ask for compensation in a specific number when you're having these conversations? Do you let them give you an offer and you counter it? Or do you, what, how do you manage that? <laughs> so as you, I think you, as you can imagine, my answer is I always take the, the, like the, the reins, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, mm-hmm. control. 
making the ask is super important. Understand the mar- you know, what the market value is. You can also ask, like, what does good look like, right? Like you can see in other roles, who else is getting promoted? What, what are the values that, again, the company is really right, giving extra compensation around? And for money, especially in America, it's always a very uncomfortable conversation. Uh, I always say <laughs> it, it is a negotiation. So you do need to be smart about it. A lot of times women also shy away from the negotiation in the sense that, okay, they gave you a number. If I do more or what will it take, or maybe do it something differently or different skill set to actually get to a bigger number, right? That's a great way and path as well. Just to actually say the number out loud. The more you say it out loud, the more the less awkward, the more you know comfortable you get to it. Remember, most people don't talk about compensation or, or negotiate that that often, right? So it's not a natural skill that you just use every day. The other thing, absolutely for women, especially, I highly encourage is compensation is not necessarily right. It could be uh, you know coaching, right? Paying for coaching or paying for learning and development or paying for MBA or paying for flexible time or playing for, you know, our equity, right? There's so many elements that's super motivating, very fulfilling and part of a compensation for women. And in overall in business, we definitely want to think about all the pieces that we could definitely tap into besides just the salary increase as well. Although I always have to get, you definitely should get for every promotion, you should get a raise. Um, <laughs> shouldn't shy, not shy away from that, but there's so many other pieces that are not right. Non-monetary for sure. Do you believe, I feel like this is something that, that I've heard talked about a lot. Like, do you believe you need to be doing the, the new role first before you get the promotion? Or do you believe that, the, that you start that new role once you get that promotion? Oh yeah. There's like probably like five different flavors of this. So uh, yeah. I, yeah. So I do not, again, I do not believe in the, or at least I don't prescribe to the fact that you have to complete it. Right. Cause then it's already, you're doing it. Uh, I do believe you need to stretch into it, right? To showcase the potential, showcase the interest. And frankly, it's even good for you, right? Because again, you're getting exposure to something that maybe, again, it's not even what you thought it would be, right? So I do think you need to lean into it. So there's some pathway, but I think it's, let's call it a 10 or 20%, not a 80, 100%. 100%. Because otherwise, again, it's it's also that, you know, the I do believe it is business's responsibility to, again, also be fair, right? In, in, in the business setting, fair in the business setting. And so if you're already fully doing it, then effectively you are, right? Like you're already doing that role. So yeah, definitely lean into it, you know, showcase that you're capable, you're interested, but yeah, not, not go all the way. Just, right. It's a teaser, right? Like you want to be, you know, able to get them, you know, excited that you'd be such a great, you know, person again, to lead this, the professional with all the right potential, uh, but, you know, get them on the hook, but not quite, you know, do the full close. Yeah. And then let's say it goes well, you're happy, you get to that. I'm telling a very happy story. You know, I hope it's this happy for everyone. But let's say you do get that promotion and you do get that raise. Now, let's say you you get into a role where you're a manager, right? And now you're looking out for people who you're managing. You're also still trying to make sure you're advocating for yourself and focusing on yourself. Like how how do people manage effectively and and balance all of that? My God, Olivia, you'd be like, we can do like hours and hours worth of, you know, <laughs> talks just I have these. so many questions for you. It was very difficult to pick a top or a set of topics. So I appreciate that. Like you... Yeah. Little cliff notes. Of yeah. Just every, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think again, number one, especially as a manager, your number one job and only priority is the team, right? You're, they're your, they're your everything. Um, I am a hundred percent believer that, 
so long as you have a good team and you're focusing on them and you develop them and you love them and again you grow them they they, right the, the business goes well and that also means as a manager you're advocating for your team right you're always you know stretching them growing them developing them but effectively constantly advocating for them because again the 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 more fulfilled the more impactful the more you know powerful they are the better the results for the team for themselves but also for the business I believe for managers, um, which again, the last couple of years, I think we made a lot of headway. And I think women especially are very well positioned for this, is that really good managers have high IQ and high EQ. So they do a good job. They understand the role. They understand the responsibilities. They understand how to make impact. They know, again, the actual tasks and tacticals and responsibilities. They can give explicit guidance. But they also have high emotional intelligence, right? They know how to influence. They know how to collaborate. They know how to create the glue and sinew between teams and within, you know, team members. They understand really well how to press on, you know, the right buttons, how to, again, understand, right, pushing you, but not over the edge, right? So that, you know, right, rallying the troops is super important. And I think, again, women are very, very well positioned. It is a natural uh, trait, uh, I believe, that we can surface, Versus, you know, some definitely have to learn it and really, you know, be diligent and focused about it. Focusing everybody on the same, right? Rowing the boat in the same direction. Those are the elements of a manager. One of the things that's maybe not necessary, it doesn't necessarily work for me 100% of the time, although I still love it and that's how I'm running it because most of the time it does work really well, is that I also don't manage people as in managing them as a professional, I, I develop them, I support them, I grow them as a, as a human, right? Because as we both stretch off, we both grow, we both develop, we become, you know, better and better human, or maybe just not better, but just more well-rounded, all right? More wisdom, again, more self-reflection, more understanding. It tends to be a lot more fulfilling. It tends to be a lot more, or a lot deeper than, again, just a professional, you know, delegation or, you know, giving guidance or management, Again, sometimes it can backfire or sometimes it is, you know, you do care too much, but it's just such a great way to, right, just again, grow in your overall life because then the career does take up a lot of our, you know, time, energy and effort. So that approach I definitely enjoy. Again, not, it's not for everybody because it does require a lot of, yeah, a lot of energy and sweat and effort from you, from, you know, from a manager, but it is definitely very fulfilling and worthwhile. I feel like we covered the full, the full cycle. <laughs> I do have one more question for you that I ask on every episode. I'm always wanting women to promote themselves and and give themselves a shout out. So can you tell me what you feel is one of your best accomplishments or greatest accomplishments? I mean, I definitely, I actually feel very, very strongly about this. So I pride myself on the fact that once you're under, once you completed Pearl Bootcamp, which a lot of people, you know, kind of, you know, it's like a mini, mini MBA. And once you're under the (laughs) Pearl Halo, it's like, right, like most of the graduated class, if you will, they're always, all of them do really, really well. I feel like, you know, uh, right, like I feel like I have 30,000 kids out there, right, in, in, you know, in the, you know, in the world, in the industry, in the market, and I, I would dare, you know, I would dare say that most of them are doing really, really well. And I feel, you know, I contributed. I'm par- I was part of that growth, right? I was part of that that next stage for them in professionally, human-wise, career-wise. So I'm super proud of the fact that, again, they're all amazing. They're all doing really well. They're all, again, high IQ, high EQ. And they're just, you know, again, they're, they're you know, expanding this whole world and making it just better, you know, again, in the, in the industry, in the market and for everybody. Well, that is amazing. And hopefully everyone got a mini Pearl boot camp throughout this episode. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. This was amazing. 
No, absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. And again, best of luck for the next, you know, a thousand of them. Uh, and don't forget to network <laughs> so we can also socialize, you know, spread the love and create a larger footprint. Definitely. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Boss Ladies. Check back next week for a new episode. Visit us at www.bossladiespodcast.com for more information about the show or follow us at Boss Ladies Podcast on Instagram. Rate, like, and follow the show on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Mm-hmm.